Welcome to season two's season finale of the Bold Dreams Held Loosely podcast. I am your host, Taryn Watts. And in this episode, Michelle and I are cozied up on the couch with our cups of tea, and we are diving deep into some of the main principles of the Mind Rebel Method. Specifically, we're talking about the false selves that we all create over the course of our lives for one reason or another. And Michelle and I are examining our own, what we call guards, and we all have them. They exist within these guard personas, exist within each and every one of us. And the Mind Rebel methodology, one thing that we do is create these personas for these false selves so that we can more deeply examine them. We can, we can understand why they're there, what the, their perceptions of the world are and how they show up in the world and how they can be the link to coming back home to our most authentic selves. We hope you enjoy. As we were preparing for this conversation, so this is the this is the process that Michelle and I go through when we are trying to figure out like what is actually in our hearts and like what do we actually want to talk about what's really really present because we never want to just talk about something to talk about something like it always has to be very very present for us. So as we were going back and forth and we were talking about like okay Michelle what's up for you and your life what's up for me and my life we found this common we have all we have all sorts of things swirling around, but we found this common intersection and this common um, theme of our guards. And so I think what what's required here is just like a little bit of background on what it, who, what a guard is and just like really high level broad strokes what what the different personas are that we create in the mind rebel academy and specifically in the practitioner training. And this is like found foundational in the methodology itself. So, okay. Very, very broad, broadly in the mind rebel method, we talk about these three different and Michelle, like just jump in if I'm missing pieces yeah. of it. So we talk about these three different, um, personas or characters or, um, essentially metaphors that we create for our, what we call our authentic self, our guard and our rebel mind. And each of these personas, each of these metaphors have different energetic signatures. They have different intentions, beliefs, perspectives of the world they are all a part of us. And so again, very, very high level. Um, if we look at, if we look at, let's, let's look at like, if we look at belief systems and we are, we can either be inside of a belief system of love and love can mean many, many different things. And maybe we can talk about that when mm -hmm. we get into the authentic self. Cause I'm not just meaning like the ooey gooey love type yeah. thing. I'm, 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 there's, there's all sorts of different um, ways that can be felt and expressed and perceived. And then on the other end of the spectrum is love's opposite, which is fear. And then every other emotion in this, in this model, anyway, every other emotion kind of sits in between this, the spectrum of, of love to fear. And the authentic self 
who who we are, how we who we really are, like in our truest essence, we um, we show up in the world as our authentic selves when we are connected to a belief system of love. Am I explaining this correctly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's hard to put this into like, it's hard to put like a 12 week course into like a two minute snapshot yeah. of what this is. Okay. And on the, the, the opposing side is this belief system of, of fear. And when we are disconnected from that truth of who we are, we are, we are connect, we are, we are operating from belief systems of fear, meaning lack, scarcity, not enough, um, you know, and, and when we are in that belief system, we are showing up in the world differently than who we really are, are at the core of our essence. And we, so we are showing up in the world. We call that your rebel mind. Mm -hmm. And then there's... Wait, pause. Okay, okay. okay before you okay. go to the middle, what you just described mm -hmm. is how the framework started. This is how the framework started. Just as is with the authentic self. Yeah the rebel mind. Yeah. Obviously there's a spectrum from love to fear. Yes. As you describe this new component you're about to introduce, mm -hmm. the guard, will you describe how the guard materialized into being in the yeah. perspective? Yeah. Okay. So, so yes, in the, the original model, was created with these two opposing, right? We've got on one end of the spectrum, we are showing up in the world as our most authentic selves. And when we are showing up in the world as our, you know, truest and, and, and most uh, raw version of our essence, we are open, we are free, we are in, you know, connected to love, we are calm. We, and I'm not talking, I'm not saying we're all those things at once, but we're feeling, we're feeling like our truest selves in mm -hmm. that state in those states. And then, you know, very early on in my journey, there was this recognition that, well, you know, there's this other part of me that operates quite frequently. And this other part of me is very connected to fear, lack, scarcity, shame, not enough. And that part of me is, that's the rebel mind. And so I created this, I created this methodology first for myself. It was through my own um, meditations. It was through my own uh, examination of myself and uh, like examining my internal world. And then I started to introduce this to my coaching clients and use it in our coaching sessions. And then I started to learn more and more and more and more and more from other people's authentic selves and rebel minds. So essentially what we do is we create, we, we personify the authentic self. We personify the rebel mind so that we can see it in action mm -hmm. and then we can begin to examine it more deeply. We can begin to, I, I, you know, this, the, the personas that I've personally created help me to understand who is driving the bus and, and who is driving the bus is dictating how I perceive situations and people and conversations and anything in my external world is being e either clouded by my rebel mind or I'm seeing clearly when I'm in my authentic self, I can perceive the world clearer, clearer, let's say clearer. Yeah. Um, and so for years, that's how I, that's how I understood the world was yeah. through these two. And again, like you said, there's, 
there's these, you know, vacillating states in between. But what I started to realize was that there was this other energy because both of these, both of these personas have these, um, energetic signatures to them, Yeah, you know, yeah. but there was another energy. I was first, I sensed it and started to notice it with, um, with clients and students. Yeah. Like when you went through practitioner training, your coach training, there was no guard. No, no. And I started to notice when people used to name their personas, I started to pick up on this other energy. And oftentimes people would confuse elements of their rebel mind and elements of their authentic self. Um, there was this other energy that was getting like wrapped into the authentic self and the rebel mind. And this other energy did not feel like the true energy of love. Although sometimes it could sneakily feel that way. Yeah. And this other energy did not also feel like um, lack, scarcity, fear, not enough, at least not on the surface. It felt more like it was more charged. There was a high charge. And so when I examined that energy more and I, and I saw it and I saw the way that it was coming out in client sessions or coming out with students as they were integrating the work. And then I started to really sit with myself in that energy and started to pay attention to how does that energy show up from in me? And how is that different than my rebel mind? How is that different than my authentic self? And what I discovered is that this energy is very tricky, mm -hmm. like very, very tricky. But once you define it and once you, once you, once you define it and put your finger on it and create that imagery and that, that those metaphors that, you know, by personifying it and creating a persona for it, you're able to see it more clearly. Mm -hmm. You're able to feel when you're in that charged energy and you know that you're showing up in the world as your guard. So your guard, the guard energy, um, lives in between those two states. And sometimes it can be closer to the rebel mind side. Yeah. And, and when it's closer to the rebel mind side, the energy can often feel like protection. Yeah. It can, it can feel like fight. It can feel like I need to prove something, protect something. It can also look like people pleasing to protect something or fighting to protect, like it can take on multiple different forms, but yeah. there's this energetic signature behind the guard that is trying to prove, um, prove or protect in some way. Yeah. And what I found is that depending on, you know, how close to the rebel mind it is, or how close to the authentic self it is, it changes energy. Although it's like the intention behind the intention is still rooted in guard energy. Yeah. But how that shows up can, can, can vacillate between those two states, which is why it's tricky. Yeah. The guard is almost like the workhorse. Yeah. It's yes. like, and it doesn't have to be like literal work always, but um, the guard has a lot of energy mm -hmm. to use for whatever ends it's it's pursuing whether that's more of the like rebel minds ends or more of the authentic self's ends it like yep 
it will work for you. I like that. Just, I like that um, realization of the guard. I, and I completely resonate with that. Um, right now, so it's funny because you and I wanted to have a conversation, a whole conversation about the guard. Yeah. But before we wanted to have this conversation when we were in alignment and we ourselves were just showing up in the world as our authentic selves so that we can talk about it in a really objective way. Yeah. Um, but today I am highly activated by my guard. <laughs> you might even be able to feel it in my energy. Hmm. Like I feel personally right now, yeah. my heart's racing. I feel, you know, I even think about my ride over here. It was not present. I was rushed. I was racing from thing to thing. I was hung. I was hangry. I yeah. messaged you to say like, what do you want to eat? I'm really hangry. I'm my energy. Um, it's, it's, I'm in it right now. And so because I'm in it right now, but I have a full awareness that this part of me is driving the bus right now. Mm. This part of me is what's perceiving the world right now. I have full awareness of it yeah. because of all the work I do on myself. Um, we thought, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm touching this energy right now. So yeah. I can really like, I can really speak to what, what it feels like better than when I'm in my authentic self, I actually tend to forget what it's like. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. First, I just, you know, it's just occurring to me is like, I really appreciate that you were like willing and on board and open. Like when we went, when we were, you know, talking about the themes and realized they intersected in the guard energy, mm -hmm. um, I'm like really appreciative that your instinct was to feel open to talk about the guard and sink into the guard while you're feeling your guard. Mm -hmm. Because I remember when this theme first came up and we were talking about it and we we're like, no, we're both too activated in our guards right now to be objective. Part of the reason that, um, part of the reason why at the time I didn't want to be in my guard and talk about my guard is because um, I think there's this fear that I don't know if it's like I'm going to say something wrong, but like I'm, there's this fear that like I'm out of alignment when mm -hmm. I really feel like feeling my guard and um, and I'll look back and I'll, oh, I'll be ashamed of what I said. I'll regret what I said. I'll, be, I'll, look, I'll look stupid or I'll look like mm -hmm. so out of alignment. Oh, can you believe what she said? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, it's like almost like this level of not trusting myself. And you said something as we were, getting ready you were like you notice you're like I don't like being in this energy I forget your exact words but like oh something like I don't know if I like myself when mm -hmm. I'm like this you know and I just right now I'm like oh you're so brave because if I was in my guard I don't like I know the last time I was making the choice to be like no I'll wait until I know I'm in alignment and so I think you're giving us this super like juicy, authentic opportunity to be like, okay, let's touch the real energy when it's really there. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, um, I think part of what we wanted to talk about today was it's not about, um, not having a rebel mind or not having a guard. It's actually about integrating these three parts of ourselves and that's true alignment. Yeah. You know, it's about integrating these three parts of ourselves. And I think my guard is actually trying to tell me something. 
like there's wisdom in this. There's wisdom in what I'm feeling right now. What the words I said to you were, I don't like, I don't like, I don't like it when my guard drives the bus because yeah. I don't actually like who I am. Right. I don't like the version of myself. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm, I am, I am rushing. Mm. I am overwhelmed. My breath is, I can feel it. And my body is screaming at me when I'm in my guard. You know, my breath is short. I, it's almost like I can't seem to catch it. Yeah. Um, I'm tense everywhere. I'm, um, I'm actually talking faster. Mm. I'm not as like Zen and peaceful and calm and like my calm nervous system state. Yeah. I'm activated. I'm uh, not a very, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a good mom when I'm a, in my guard. Mm. And like, sure, I can like, I can say, oh, you know, everyone's, you know, it's busy. It's end of summer. The kids are home. I'm working. But like, this is actually not how I want to show up as a mother right now. Mm. Like, period. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm short tempered. I'm annoyed. I'm rushing. I'm hyper planning, hyper controlling. I really resonated with you said in that doing energy. Yeah. It's like I'm spinning in circles and I, it's like, oh, I'm trying to get all this stuff done. And I just don't, I don't like how I show up as a partner. I don't like how I show up as a mom. Yeah. I don't like how I show up in this energy. Mm. Um, it's a necessary, it's like part of who I am. Yeah. And I think the reason I want to talk about it today is because I think talking about it is actually going to help. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I also think it's important to talk about this because <laughs> whether or not people are willing to admit it or look at themselves deeply enough, like everyone has this. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, I actually would argue that, you know, 99% of the world is actually walking around in their guards mm -hmm. and and what's so sneaky about guard energy is when it's when it's vacillating between its states sometimes it's sometimes it guards can feel very righteous in their energy and very right yeah. and very you know and and i've what i've seen is that some people can confuse their true authentic self with their righteous guard. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of times it's because they haven't actually met their true authentic self yet because yeah. their righteous guard or their guard has been driving the bus of their life for so long. Yeah. The thing the trick other tricky thing about guards is that guard behavior is often celebrated. Mm. It's often cheered on. It's yeah. often quite loud. It's often what gets you promotion at work. It's often what gets you a lot of followers on social media. Mm. It's, uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's very, what's the word? Um, there's a lot of energy behind it. Yeah. Yeah. It's also what protects us, what thinks that there, if, you know, protects us from incoming threats or protects the very vulnerable raw rebel mind that doesn't think you know, he or she can handle it. It's yeah. like, it, it feels like a very necessary part of our inner world mm -hmm. and everyone has it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to illustrate like, I wonder if it like, okay, what am I trying to say? What does it look like 
either for you or from what you've seen for other people, when the guard is operating, trying to protect the rebel mind Mm -hmm. versus when the guard is operating almost like getting confused for the authentic self. Okay. So I'll, I'll share, and I think this can come out in millions of different ways. You know, I think we express ourselves, but, but there's some commonalities I've seen. Yeah. Um, when the guard is closer to the rebel mind, and I'd love to hear like how it's expressed in you too, but when my, when the guard is closer to the rebel mind, um, it's so, so the, my, let me just, my persona for my guard, you know, this, but my persona, the persona I've created, um, is Brienne of Tarth from game of Thrones. So she's all armored up. She's got her sword. She's very, she's very, she's very strong. She is unrelenting. She's wildly loyal. She is serving her, her master, whoever that is, you know, she's, uh, and she can pretty much do anything. Yeah. Like she could, she could lift a car over her head. She's she so to. impressive. She is so impressive. Yeah. She's so impressive. She's incredibly dedicated. She's hardworking. She's loyal to a fault, you know? And so when my, when my guard is closer to my rebel mind, um, she is a workhorse. Hmm. Um, she is scanning for threats in the outside environment and is, is constantly moving forward in some kind of direction because that's what makes her feel safe Mm -hmm. and almost like shoving down those more vulnerable emotions of fear or of you know, whatever it is I'm actually really feeling. And that's probably why I can't quite catch my breath when I'm really in my guard is because I'm shoving some, some deep emotions down in my body and my body's physically responding to that. Um, she's micromanaging. She's kind of short tempered. Um, I'm also like, if I think about in different various areas of my life, I'm also, um, there's this fear like underneath it all that's connected to my, my rebel mind that I've been able to put my finger on, but it's like something bad's about to happen. Yeah. And, and so my guard sees that my rebel mind's like, Ooh, something bad's about to happen. And my guard steps in with her armor and she's like, I will protect you. I will do everything in my power to make sure nothing bad happens. Right. I will hyper vigilantly control everything I can possibly get my hands on controlling Yeah, to try to prevent the sky from falling. Yeah. And it's this, oh, aggravated, intense energy that is all in my body. Yeah. And what I, what I know is that when I'm in my guard energy, the way I perceive situations and other people it's filtered through that lens of protection. Yeah. So what I'm, I'm not actually hearing things clearly. I'm hearing things through a lens of, I need to protect something. And, and I can feel that too in my body. Mm. 
Um, and so you see how if we are unconscious to that, if we are not consciously aware, like if someone's walking around the world and not consciously aware that they're actually in their guard or even know they have an option to move out of their guard or like yeah. how to move out of their guard, um, that's you just, I can't tell you how many times students have said, I just thought that's who I was. Mm. Yeah. You know, and the realization that that's not who I am can be a shocking one. Yeah. Um, both in the most freeing of ways and also in some grieving ways, mm. you know, and I've seen that too. We've seen students grieve. Yeah. Grieve um, that the loss of that identity. Yeah. What was your original question? Yeah, no, you're, you're describing the, uh, you're describing your, the way your guard shows up when yeah. it's more identified or yeah. when your guard's hearing the authentic, uh, the, the rebel, rebel mind. mind and how it shows up when it's hearing the rebel mind more loudly. And then I wanted you to give an example of oh, how side. your guard shows up when it's hearing your authentic self, but yeah. In, in your okay. guard still. So I'd, I just also like to share a couple other ways because that's how I, that's how yeah. mine shows up. But a couple other ways I've, I've or other themes I've seen for students and clients is um, people pleasing. Yeah. So over the top people pleasing can sometimes be that guard connected to that, that fear of the, you know, fear of the rebel mind. And that another, it's just another way to protect ourselves. It's yeah. another way to, you know, and I think I might've, identified that with that people pleasing, um, a lot more, maybe several years ago. Yeah. I don't identify with it as much anymore. Um, but other ways are, uh, just like, like, like anger. Um, I'm saying anger is a bad thing. So I think anger is here to, I think every emotion is here to teach us something, but we yeah. have to get to the root of what it's trying to teach us. Yeah. But, um, like, you know, um, like, like real ragey anger yeah. and um, walls up and, you know, it can get really intense yeah. in the guard, in that guard energy. And then when it, when it goes more toward, wait, before I talk about that, what, how does it show up for you? Oh, in, it shows up in the, in quite a few ways, but um Okay, so on the really fear side of things, when I actually have a fear and my guard comes in, it can show up in. I think it, I think I used to be such a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. Oof, such a people pleaser, um, with close relationships, not in general, but like important relationships. If I have, I, I don't really feel this anymore, but I used to feel almost like terror at the idea of like a rift in an important relationship. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it, yeah, so like a version of people pleasing of like, like, what is wrong? Like this must be fixed, you know, like, what is this? And, um, almost like doing a lot of uh, like scanning for my flaws to try to fix them, to like mend this thing. Like mm -hmm. my guard on the rebel mind side of things, it's like a double-edged sword. Cause it's probably one of the reasons why I'm like, 
I know so, so much about myself now. I've spent so much time scanning, but it was also probably very unhealthy. Mm. It, like I was scanning for my flaws to fix myself. So I wouldn't be the cause of like a rift in a relationship, right? Which is almost like people pleasing on steroids. Yeah. How can I fix myself? Mold my, myself and shape or, myself into, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so that was, that was a guard because it was like a frantic, like, okay, I'll pour energy into. And then, okay, let's, let's communicate and fix. And um, so the, my guard has certainly historically shown up that way and I can still see like whispers of it sometimes I normally like catch them and I like it I feel really uncomfortable I wouldn't say that guard operates as much anymore um and then moving towards the middle of the road I wouldn't say this is like my empowered guard but moving to like the middle of the road of just like pure guard for me pure guard shows up as like Oh, I like this, this, I, I want to say like, I don't like this version of me, but I don't even want to say that. Um, this version of me wants to be, my guard wants to be right. Like yes. nobody's it's, business. Yes, yes, yes. Being wrong yeah. in my pure guard yeah. energy. Oh, it's like yeah. the worst feeling. I want to be right. Yes. And I am going to prove to you yes. why I'm right. And I'm going to pull on all the little, I bet you I read, I love books, but I bet you my guard read a lot of books <laughs> to store knowledge. So when I need it, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I'm right and why you're wrong. Like, and I have references. Mm -hmm. um, and it is like, my guard thinks it's going to get such satisfaction mm -hmm. in proving and like, um, and my guard never gets satisfaction from being right in that, in that energy. Um, and that version of me is like, I don't even like the word bitchy. Mm -hmm. I like, don't like the word. I don't, I don't like it at all, but I'm, I'm trying to think of like a more accurate word and nothing descriptive is coming to mind. That would be, I could, I can be like that, like really yeah oh and what else goes with that like I just I really think I know <laughs> you know that's I do know. yeah so that would be like yeah and she shows up yeah yeah she's still in my life mm -hmm. yeah so my middle you're 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 calling forth my 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 guard's middle energy and I think my guard's middle energy is I I it's it's a little bit different than being right it's I need you to see my point of view mm. I don't care if you think I'm wrong but you have to know I I think I'm right and you have to respect that even if you have a different opinion right um so when people misperceive me that yeah. I'll lose sleep over that. I'll, mm. I'll, I'll twirl and twirl and twirl on that. And, um, but another element of my, my guard is I, and I don't, I would never ever call myself a judgmental person. I actually think I'm pretty unjudgmental. However, yeah. my guard is judgmental. Yeah. She's, she's judgmental. Well, mine is too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Yeah. 
she's judgy. She's um, she also really wants to be validated. Yeah. You know, I want to, so guards like, you know, are gossipy and guards mm-hmm. love to be judgy about other people. And then they like yeah. to have that validated by yeah. someone else. I mean, that, that energy. And, you know, I, whenever I'm in that energy and I succumb to that energy, I always feel like, 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 like crap afterwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like I just fed it. I fed it. I fed it. Yeah. You know? Totally. Um, another, oh gosh. Okay. So we're going to have to come back to this, but I don't want us to lose this point. It's yes. like when, when you meet another guard. Oh yeah. <laughs> when it's guard on guard. The battle of the guards. The battle of the guards. Yeah. When a, a guard is coming at me yeah. and I can feel the guard energy in the other human. Yeah. Like Brienne of Tarth steps up, yeah, and she and and she wants to fight. Yes, I can feel it rising in the depths of my belly right now. Yeah, um, but nothing good can come from the Battle of the Guards. Yeah, no, nothing. Totally. And I think there's maybe part of our conversation can be like diffusing guard energy mm. and, and and how to diffuse our own guard energy. Yeah. Okay, so let's come back to that. Yeah. You're reminding me something, you know, um, I'm just looking up here for the book. You said something about validating. And, you know, I think that's true for me, too. I'm tr- I think it's a purple book, but I was trying to pull it down. Anyway, from university, I have a book. It's just like a, um, the class is something like Logic 101 or like, what was it called? Like, uh, it was just like the 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 very basics of logic and like you know you know it's like oh gosh what's the class called anyway it goes through it's like the manual for like a debate team right is like how do you know how do you know when a an argument is like valid or like logical or like cogent or all those things do you remember mm, okay no, I don't think I've anyway there's like very specific rules I think it's like it's like a maybe in the philosophy section or something 101 the most basic class and you talk about like logical fallacies and like you break down arguments this was so satisfying to my guard someone can objectively look at an argument and break it down as right or wrong and you learn the rules and you learn the criteria and um and like the actual term is like you know i forget what makes it valid or cogent or whatever but like having a valid argument, like being validated objectively, mm. that I, I think I do relate to that a little bit. But my mind was like, yeah, I'll learn how to make it valid and I will be right because there's rules. And it's like, you you know, you know, learn how to craft an argument and you learn to poke holes in someone else's argument and the professor marks it as right or wrong and you can get a perfect mark. Oh, wow. Do you know how like my guard ate that up? So I think being validated, I think that's true for me too. Like that was that's the way my guard wants to fight. And you're talking about battle of the guards. Okay, fascinating. That's ooh, that's that's yeah. my guard is like if I have a sword, that's what it is. Mm. Good at yeah, yeah. Okay, and uh, the uh, and as you're talking about that energy, I can touch that energy, but that makes my guard want to scream. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's because I know my strength is not. I'm not. Um, quick to recall facts. I'm not quick that way. Mm. I'm, I mean, I can, t- I can tell you how I feel Yeah. and I need to be validated in how I feel right. like, you know, yeah. um, but it's the same type of energy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mine has a mean streak. 
Okay, tell me about your mean streak. Um, with that energy, in order, like, when I'm in my guard, if I were to, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm like, I'm, I'm, this is an extreme example. Like, I don't, I can't remember the last time that I, this version of me actually, like, drove the bus. I feel her. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that she's actually out there driving the bus. But, like, in order to allow that energy to flow in and drive the bus, it's like she would cut you to be right, make you bleed, not Mm -hmm. physically, Mm -hmm. but like, um, she cares more about being right. And she will like cut you with her words. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine like, I'm just like seeing like a heart bleeding. Yeah. She's like mean. That's mean. Yeah. That's so my guard has a mean streak. She would do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's true it is true yeah that exists that 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 flavor of energy exists yeah in me and yeah I don't think there's been that many times she's driven the bus but she's gotten loud in that back seat and mm-hmm. she's like let me up mm-hmm. and I think about it and then <laughs> yeah and then she probably just cries yeah 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 she once she has that emotional release it's oh. yeah or yeah. I probably cry. Yes. Like, okay, yeah. 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 Um, I'm trying to think of other ways my guard shows up in that middle energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in that middle energy, my guard can get jealous and comparative. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And fixate on very strange things. Um. I can also, I, I, and it's interesting, like there's different layers of recognizing you're in your guard energy or any energy. There's the emotional, there's how is the feel in my body? How am I feeling emotionally? How am I, um, how am I showing up in the world? Like, and sometimes there's some strange correlations. Like I know that when I'm in my guard energy, like one of the first little indicators, if I've missed my body sensations, if I've missed my emotion, if I've missed all the other red flags, yeah. I'm often mindlessly scrolling. Mm. I'm like Googling strange stuff, like strange, like, like what? I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, like, uh, what's the last thing, strange thing I Googled, like, like things I'm, 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 I'm looking for some kind of validation in my brain about something. Yeah. And I'm like Google. I'm asking Google for the validation. Signs of a narcissist. Something like that. <laughs> you know, signs yeah. of a, I can't even remember the last time I did that. It probably wasn't that long ago, but I can't, it's not, it's not coming yeah. to me, but I'm just doing, I'm doing um, mindless things. I'm, I'm like, gosh, I'm just disconnected from myself. Yeah. I'm so disconnected from myself. I'm making pages of to-do lists. Mm. And it's funny because sometimes when I, you know, once I've shifted back into my, done my, my mind resets and shifted back to my authentic self. And sometimes I'll go back to those to-do lists. I'm like, geez, like some of this, like is completely unnecessary. I was just spiraling or spinning. I wasn't seeing the situation clearly through my, through my guard. Um, my guard really likes to be validated. Definitely. Um, 
likes to will will ruminate on things like deeply ruminate on things and wants that validation or wants someone else to share that perspective to feel validated okay what what about when the when the guard is close the we call this the empowered guard yeah so when the guard moves closer to that love side of the spectrum and it's almost like i imagine it like she's standing right next to my authentic self but maybe one step ahead. Yeah. Like, you know, she's just not quite beside, but just like a little bit ahead. And so the energy is a bit calmer. Yeah. Not as frantic. Okay. Yeah. That's true. I think. Yeah. Uh, can, can I share how yeah. I feel it out in the world and yes. then we can share how we yeah. like it shows up for us. I'm going to like pick on the world of like social media right okay. now because I think it's really like an obvious rampant place yeah so it's like um okay so say there's been a fear individually or collectively of like um uh women aren't um women can't aren't capable or can't do this or, you know, or, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not capable. I'm, and then, you know, some, you go through your life and you're like, wait, I am capable. Right. Um, but before you fully, fully, fully believe it, a part of you has to fight for it inside mm -hmm. because you don't like, it hasn't fully seeped into every cell of your being. So you have to be like, I am I am capable <laughs> or, you know, whatever it is. And so I see like the world before people fully, 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 fully in their cells, like have a knowing of like, oh, I'm beautiful. I'm enough. I'm powerful. I'm capable. I'm lovable. There's like a shouting from the rooftops and like a being mad at anyone who would stand in their way yeah. kind of energy. I am capable of women are capable. We've been held down too long. Not saying, you yes. know, but like a, like a, like a, like a fighting thing. And I will, and I will climb to the top and I'll step over who I need to step over because I deserve it. I deserve this mm -hmm. or that or, um, and, and in so many ways, it's like so much healthier at like almost like a natural progression of moving out of some kind of yes. deep fear or lack it's like a, it's it's like it is a positive step yeah you're like i don't have to live in this fear i don't have to live in this lack i don't have to live with this old belief about myself i can have what i want i can be what i want i'm amazing um but it's like i it feels like the guard energy is like oh you're still there's a part of your brain or not even your conscious brain somewhere in your body or your subconscious mind there's some part of you that feels like you'd need to grab it because it's not yours. Mm -hmm. So you're fighting for it. You're, you're claiming it and yeah. you're screaming it from the rooftops. Yeah. yeah. And you're still proving it. You're still proving and it. And it might be true. Yeah. But like the energy of like. Mm -hmm. and, and it might even be a little bit of a rite of passage. Yeah. Or, or maybe that's the wrong word. It might even be a um uh an a, a part of your evolution in full the full embodiment 
of, because the full embodiment of whatever it is, I am worthy, I am enough. Like the full embodiment of that doesn't have to prove a thing. Mm -mm. Doesn't have to scream anything from the rooftops. Like it is just, it is, it just is. Yeah. And yeah. And so, and so there, so that empowered guard energy, (laughs) if we look at social media, oh, (laughs) and, 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 yeah. And and sometimes I, I, I wonder if this is why the, the coaching world gets a bad rap a little bit is because there's a lot of that energy out there. Yeah. And, you know, my guard wants to like point fingers at the energy and say, that's not coaching. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah. Or my, my, but, but, um, but yeah, there's, so there, there's like that energy. There's, um, what else do you see? Like what, what else do you see on that side of the, there's a lot of guards out there fighting for a better world. Yeah. Fighting. Yeah. For a better world. Um, and I notice it like, I, I certainly see that, that in myself where I'm like, um, fighting for what I want. And I don't know if I'm like going too far into like the, 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 the line between the line between guard and authentic self. Mm -hmm. Is this too early to go there? No, let's go there. Okay. So I notice that there's a transition I make internally when my guard starts to approach my authentic self Mm -hmm. on this spectrum, I have glimpsed the truth of the perspective or the concept or the, you know, the vision that is coming from my authentic self. And then my, but my guard feels like it has to fight for that. Uh-huh. And then yes. I notice what happens is, um, and fight in all sorts of different ways. And then I notice what happens when I finally shift into my authentic self all of a sudden the fight falls away mm-hmm. and just the idea remains. And I'm like, Oh, but it's just almost like my authentic self knows all I have to do is focus on what I do want and just like flick away everything that is not that it's like, I, my authentic self knows I have the power to be who I want to be, have what I want to have, celebrate what I want to celebrate, create everything that I think is beautiful. I know I have the power. Um, I've experienced this sort of recently, like my guard had this vision of, from my authentic self of like, this is what I know is true. This is what I want. But my guard felt like it had to put up a lot of really strong boundaries. Mm-hmm. And my boundaries had to be loud and it was like a, almost like a wall of fire. I was like, nothing will get past this boundary. Mm. You can't come past. And it was like the right boundary, but um, I hadn't tapped into like the real power of my authentic self because my guard was just like, this is a wall of fire. You'll never get past. And I needed to yell, this is my boundary, <laughs> yeah. you know, out to the universe, to people. Um, and it felt like it needed, you know, you talked about the activation. 
Yeah. There was like activation coursing through my body and forcing this boundary. Right. And, um, and I think I needed that for a while because it was like all of this, like fire, all of this intensity needed almost to like wire my brain to like, no, no, that really is the boundary, but it doesn't feel good to live there. Your nervous system, my nervous system would burn out. No, totally. You know, completely. And then, um, after all of the, the arguments and internal fights, cause I wasn't actually having arguments with the outside world yeah. about this boundary. I wasn't yelling at a person, don't cross my boundary. I was like yelling at myself, if someone ever does this again, I'll say no, they'll never get across. And it was like, oh, what a doubt. What about this? What about that? You know, running in circles. And then finally, I had like wired myself enough, like, okay, this really is my boundary. And like my guard could drop her sword and drop her shield. And I could just be like, of course I won't let someone do that. Of course it's my boundary. Oh, and I have the, I have the power to choose. Oh, <laughs> so it's like, my guard saw the same outcome or saw the same vision as my authentic self. Mm -hmm. But there is such a big difference of mm -hmm. when I'm in that guard energy versus when I finally embody the beliefs of my authentic self. Yes. Did I describe that? Beautifully. Okay. Yeah. Beautifully. What is it for you? Oof. I, I identify with what you're saying beautifully, mm. like completely. Um, and you're making just some like connections. I'm not even sure I can verbalize, go off in my mind right now. But it, it's what, what it's making me wonder it would make what it's actually making me wonder. I don't know the answer to this question, but it's something I'm going to be interested in observing in myself and in others is for big shifts, like going from disempowered to empowered or no boundaries to boundaries, or for big shifts like that. I wonder if it is a progression, like mm -hmm. it is truly a path to getting to that embodiment. Is the guards almost carrying it along for us? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I just, I wonder that. I wonder if, yeah. and, and the, the wonderment of that is also making me um, really curious about the evolution of our world. Because I think there's a lot of empowered guard energy screaming from the rooftops right now. And yeah. I wonder what that will look like in a couple of years when this energy is embodied. Mm. It gives me a lot of hope. Yeah. There's been so many times where I've just wanted to press eject on the whole world. <laughs> of social media and like just any conversations outside of like these conversations or conversations with like true, you know, and there's been times where I look at our polarized world and loud opinions on every end of the spectrum. And it's just so loud. Yeah. And I just wonder what will this look like when it's embodied? Mm. Oh, like I have hope. I have a lot of hope right now. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this is how we do evolve. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I think so. You're making me think of like, um, okay, one you said earlier, like anger is not bad, right? Yeah. And I like wholeheartedly believe that. I, I think that if anything, I think right now, 
I think I feel a call to be more open to my own anger. I think for most of my life, um, I would have said, I, I'm never angry. I'm never angry. I don't have anger. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like, don't even relate. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm just not, maybe I just like, don't get angry. No, no, don't relate. I realized I was just so masterfully suppressing my anger. <laughs> I was really fooling myself. Like, was, uh, I don't know why I'm so good at suppressing anger, but somehow I learned that skill. I bet you lots of people suppress their anger. Like, and so it feels really important to get in touch with my anger. It, so it feels almost like, um, oh, I, I told you this earlier, but I was uh, talking to a friend this morning, voice noting with her. And she said, I think sometimes we don't feel like we're we're justified in feeling the way we do, or if we don't feel like we, yeah, justified or like we're not, we, yeah, we're not justified mm -hmm. in feeling the way we do. And so many times I think that, um, anger is something I find it hard to justify because in my mind, there's all of these ideals that don't involve anger, right? Like the, 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 the vision I see in the world or in my life that I want doesn't involve feeling a lot of anger. And it feels hard to justify, but I feel like it's such an important message. Mm -hmm. And I really want to allow my, I want to get way closer to my anger. I want to, I want to, I want to remove the part of me that tries to suppress it because then it just takes longer for me to get to the truth. Mm -hmm. And I want to feel really comfortable with my anger. And paradoxically, I think that that's probably the quicker route to get into to, to my authentic self. Um, yeah, I think like touching the anger, getting the message, mm -hmm. understanding it can help me move through the phase where I'm like fighting. I think I fight more when I'm not connected mm -hmm. to myself. And in that, I'm kind of going all over the place here, but like in that fighting phase, um, when you're trying to like fight the world, that, what's that phrase? Like whatever you fight, you become, mm. whatever you fight against, you actually become, you know, I think like maybe honoring the anger helps move through the phase where you're like, you're just like fighting and like fighting other guards, you know? Yeah. Like the the clash of like ah, battling and you're just you're you're actually growing the energy that you don't like. Yeah. You know, even when you're fighting for good. Yeah. If you're fighting for it. I think you're growing what you don't like. I read somewhere, I can't remember what book it was in, but it was highlighting this point and it was highlighting the life of Mother Teresa and how mm. Mother Teresa understood this well. She would you Soul of Money. Was it The Soul of Money? By Lynn Twist? Or maybe. But the, the example, I think it was actually an earlier okay. book that I read. I think it might have been Radical Forgiveness. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. But that you wouldn't, you would never see Mother Tree. Now, don't I, don't quote me. Like, I don't know if this is actually true. This is what, what was said in the book. Yeah. But you'd never see Mother Teresa attend an anti-war rally. Mm. But you'd see her attend a peace rally. Right. And that was because she knew 
the intention of your energy and how important the intention of your energy was. Yeah. She fought, she, she wanted, desired, yearned for a world that was better. But instead of fighting against it, she like put her energy for it. Yeah. You know, I, I think the same is true in our internal worlds as well. And you're right. Like naming what we feel, putting our finger on it. That is the, that's, that is the way through it. Like that is the way like honoring. Okay. My guard's activated right now. I'm feeling all sorts of things. I could be fighting against something, proving something, doing something. Cause that's what our guards want to, they want to do, 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 do. Yeah. Or I could just actually sit with how I actually feel. Yeah. I'm annoyed. I'm angry right now. I'm enraged. Enraged right now. Yeah. What's beneath that? What's beneath that? What's beneath that? And like really going to the deeper layers, allowing our bodies to feel fully and move through that through those feelings. That's the quickest route to get us back to alignment with our authentic selves. Yeah. And like to re. You know, and it, that doesn't mean our guards and our rebel minds don't exist, but it means they're they're like coming back home to each other. Yeah, like they're reintegrating. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to go back to the guards battling the guards? Okay. Yeah, because I don't think anything um, I can activate my rebel my guard more than a guard coming at me. Yeah. And you can feel the energy of oh. a guard coming at, at you. Yes. Yeah. And I think that I'm not sure <laughs> when I think about my rebel mind spheres, because I'm an Enneagram nine and harmony is like very, very important to me. That's probably one of my greatest rebel mind fears mm-hmm. is someone coming at me like that. Yeah. You know, totally. So the battle of the guards. Okay. So how do you experience the battle of the guards? Oh, <laughs> Um, okay. So I think a lot, okay. So historically the battle of the guards was really present in my romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. Holy moly. Like the battle of the guards. I don't know if it very strongly existed in other places in my life ever, but in romantic relationships, oh, and it was um, very, very, very much um, everything we've described about the pure middle of the road guard. See, like, see my point of view, like, understand why, like, well, also see that I'm right. I need to get my way because mm-hmm. this is what I need to be okay. My guard was fighting for what it needed to be okay, like safety in a relationship, all the things like uh, fighting for everything from all the rebel minds, fears to be soothed to everything my authentic self wanted and everything in between. And um, it was like, as I see it now, I realized how um, not cold it was, but sort of it was like so removed from like the the softness of my body mm-hmm. it was so removed from vulnerability mhm um and that's probably the place where i've been the most vicious 
mm-hmm. you know? Now, when I feel a guard come at me, I have such little desire to go down that road that I almost feel instantly tired. Mm-hmm. Like, if I can't access beyond your guard, then I just don't even want to try. It's like, like my body, like feeling, and it's like, <laughs> like I, I can't, it, it's too much energy. I don't have the energy to, um, maybe there'll be like a little inclination to see if I can like get, can I get past the, can you hear? No, you can't hear me. No, no, can't. Mm-hmm. Too, too much work. Mm-hmm. Don't want to try to convince anybody of anything. Mm-hmm. Or prove anything. Oh, I really don't want to. I really don't want to battle someone else's guard because no one will ever win and no one will ever feel good. It feels like the most colossal waste of energy. It does. Yes. Yeah. It really, really does. Yeah. That is that is also my reaction when now that I'm so aware of my guard. That is the that is the exact same reaction. It's um it feels exhausting because I know how exhausting guards can be. Yes. Especially when there's no um I think that uh uh over the years I think that I have developed strategies to disarm guards because guards are very present. You are good at this. I am very good at this. Yeah. And I think that's actually a strength of my authentic self. I think my authentic self can, can like, yeah, really lay down people's guards. Yeah. And I don't know. I think it's a strength I have. Yeah. Um, but there's a, to a point. Yeah. Um, and I think my authentic self also knows when to not just, not even. Let's stop trying. Yeah. Let's stop trying to disarm this guard because this guard yeah. um, d- is so powerful and um, not willing or not open or doesn't have the awareness yeah. to shift. Right. And that's not a battle I want to w- waste my time pouring into. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There's like there's two things I want to say. First is you really are you really really are good at disarming guards, and not even just um, if someone's battling against you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. But um, when you feel other people's guards, like you've felt my guard flare mm-hmm. up many times. Not that I'm coming at you, mm-hmm. but you felt my guard, right? People <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, um, and even in that situation, disarming a guard, like not, it's like you do this beautiful dance of like, you don't try to push against my guard. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're letting my guard, but you're also not speaking to my guard. You continue. This is what you're good at. In the presence of a guard, you are able to continue speaking to someone's authentic self. Mm-hmm. You've been able to, in the presence of my guard, where other people would be baited into meeting the guard, you don't. 
Mm. and you continue speaking to my authentic self. And so it's like, you're not even trying to like move my guard away. You're allowing, you're able to keep functioning, seeing my guard and just like letting her be there, but you're still talking to my authentic Mm -hmm. self. And that is such a gift on so many levels because one, I'm not like made wrong for having a guard, Mm -hmm. right? And like letting my process and you're not, um, you're not like almost indulging the, you're not, you're not feeding, you're not feeding the guard energy either. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just, which is such a skill, such a skill. And I've been so grateful so many times. And later <laughs> when my guards calm down, I'll sit back and be like, Ooh, wow. <laughs> Okay. All right. Hope she still loves me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I fully received that because I, I, it's like, I see it in conversation. Yeah. I think I have such a, because this model, of course, this lens is, it's how I see the world. So when I see people and I'm feeling people's energy and feeling people's comments or, um, this is both a, both a blessing and a curse, but if I'm in a good, good energy and a yeah. good, and I'm seeing clearly, I can see when people's guard steps forward. I can see, and I can, I can sense, I think it's because of, of how intimately I understand my guard. And mm. I just know what guards need is yeah. guards don't try to fight against a guard. Yeah. Don't like have conversation there. The guards are feeling um, activated in some way. They're, they have, they're stepping forward because they, they feel like they need to in some way. They're protecting something more sacred and vulnerable. They're um, in some kind of scarcity, lack, fear, not enoughness, or whatever it might be. And, you know, gu- guards, once a guard is disarmed, there's so much like beauty and vulnerability and truth that can come from those conversations that emerge. Yeah. And so much rich growth and learning and like true connection with another human. Yeah. You know? And I think, you know, another reason I was like so comfortable having this conversation is because um even though and I can feel my guard calming down. Like even mm-hmm. that reflection. Yeah. Is my I can feel my energy and I can feel my my guard being like, oh my <laughs> just saw me like yeah. the fullness of me yeah and I can feel myself calming and I can feel my authentic self coming forward and I can feel the truth in what you just said yeah um but we all have these internal worlds and anyone like anyone who says they don't it, is not examining them, themselves deep enough yeah. right like we all have these internal states of being. And, um, and so I think modeling that is really important. Yeah. Yeah. On the flip side, do you want to know what else you're good at? Okay. Um, sure. Give it to me. Yeah. And this ties into another theme we were talking about. Cause one of the things we were talking about over the past couple of days has been like intuition, uh-huh. right. And like, how do you know it's intuition? And, um, you know, some people say, Oh, intuition, you know, it's intuition when you're calm and peaceful and it's loving and 
it might not be intuition. It might be a trigger or something if you're like activated. Yeah. And we've been piecing through that for ourselves and realizing, oh, I don't know if it always uh, follows that pattern. Or yeah. Model. Yeah. Which anyway, we can talk about that more if we want to. But um, so in the same way that you can see through my guard into something more tender, like vulnerable. Um, it You can also do it in the like, you're good at sensing the the reverse of that. So when someone is presenting as mm -hmm. empowered mm -hmm. and like authentic self, and maybe it's like really outwardly positive attributes, like super nice, super giving, super kind, super successful, super this, super like you name it, but they could all sound super positive. And look super positive on a social media feed. Oh, so good. And 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 maybe there's like nine or ten people out there being like, oh, isn't that place and wonderful or this or that? And you just have a funny feeling. Mm -hmm. at, you are so good at that. I like trust your mm -hmm. intuition every single time mm -hmm. on that. And um and it's like uh well maybe you can actually describe the yeah. feeling of that. Okay. It's um I think that what I sense is, I think that because I, and it, yeah, this goes back to the, the ability to sense guard energy and a true authentic self energy. Yeah. When I come into contact with some, and I'm, and true authentic self energy doesn't mean you're peaceful and you're happy. Oh, right. True authentic self energy could be, you are, you are in a shit storm. You are in a, you are feeling all sorts of vulnerabilities. You are, but it's so honest and real. And you're, it's like, I know when I'm touching the essence of a human and I know when I am touching the essence of a front, mm. I can feel it. It's like, I have a radar for it. Yeah. And, and I also know, and I also can sense when someone is giving me that empowered guard energy or that fronting energy. I can feel the dissonance between like the inauthenticity or the dissonance between and, and I think like, so one step beyond that is, okay, I understand there's, um, there's some ego attached to this. There's some fear-based energy attached. There's the guard energy attached to this. And I want to touch, I am not interested. I don't want to, I don't want to waste energy mm. in that energy. Yeah. I don't want to be part of that energy. I don't want, I, it's a personal choice, rightly or wrongly. I don't like it. Yeah. I just don't, I, 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 there's only certain amounts of it I can tolerate mm -hmm. before I just would like politely remove myself from the energy. So, you yeah. know, but I also can sense, um, and I can sometimes though in that, that energy have the gl like glimpses hmm. or touches of that, per the person's true essence. And sometimes, you know, I mean, these, I guess using coaching skills, really yeah. like coaching skills can, yeah. can help to, to, to drop that, the, the, the guard energy coaching skills can help to disarm a guard and like really get to the true essence of a human. But if that, if, but only if that person is open and willing. Yeah. And the moment I 
feel mm, this person isn't open or willing at this time, I I have to I I bow away. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can only get as far as someone mm-hmm. will let you get, mm-hmm. and chances are, if it's too scary for someone. It's like scary to, it's really scary to put down a shield that you think looks really good to the mm-hmm. world or is like serving you. Is serving you, is being celebrated. Yeah. You know, like is being, is, is, is part of even your platform maybe mm-hmm. or part of your, the, 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 and I'm thinking about like the coaching world, like part yeah. of the what's gotten you successful or in the workplace, what's gotten you promotions. Um, it's a scary thing to put down your shield or to stop doing all the doing. And it's, it is scary. Yeah. It's funny. It actually, it's almost the same reaction as battling a guard, mm-hmm. whether the guard wants to fight or just present a pretty image. Mm-hmm. Either way, it feels like I just don't, if this is the only part of you I can meet. I just, mm-hmm. uh, I can't, it's too tiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Hmm. So here's a question for you. Um, so if we think about the authentic self yeah, and how the guard like can truly be in service. Yeah. To the authentic self. <clears throat> yep. And like that real integration. Yeah. What does that look like for you? Yeah. Okay. So I feel like I just really went through this process not that long ago in terms of a particular dynamic. And the way the guard really served me in that is that she wouldn't let me drop it until I transformed it. Like the guards energy and anger wouldn't go away until I actually took it seriously and actually um, until my authentic self was really ready to like pick up my personal power and own something for Mm. myself. And so, mm-hmm. thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness my guard wouldn't put it down. It's like, it's like my guard's anger was like doing this to me over and over mm-hmm. until I was finally like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a little bit of, I don't know why it takes a little bit of something to actually look at some, the way something is in me, the way it's wired and why, and to go, oh, it's not serving me. I need to put some things down. I need to clear some things. I need to like wire a new belief and like trust it. Mm-hmm. That like takes something. And sometimes for me, it takes anger going like this to me over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So like, thank goodness, because I love the feeling of that my authentic self has now. And like my authentic self had this realization. So there was like this, this thing that at first I was like, boundaries like the wall of fire like i was saying and now and like that's how my guard saw it right mm-hmm. but my authentic self was like oh yeah I, I get it but really i'm so powerful that i can say almost like a flick i can be like oh 
I don't want to play that game. Off it goes. Mm-hmm. I just don't play that game. But yeah, uh, it was so different, eh? Yeah, yeah. Just, I don't play that game. Oh, I don't play that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, as of yet, haven't quite learned how to do that without my guard really like without the evolution of your guard yeah, my guard nudging me yeah. yeah i don't i don't think that's to say you can't yeah i'm just, just not that's your, that's your journey you're not your good work. at it yet yeah I, like maybe i'll maybe i'm getting better like maybe i you know there was a period of time where there was like one dynamic where i probably lived with it for 20 years and it made me angry but i suppressed it yes <laughs> so, <laughs> so now i'm doing way better yeah. right something makes me angry for however long and i yeah um and so I think like it, yeah, maybe it goes back to the whispering. You were talking about this, this other, you were talking about this the other day about intuition. Mm-hmm. Intuition's always speaking to us. Yeah. And if we listen to the quietest whisper, like there's the chance you could hear the quietest whisper. We could honor it, trust it and like move in the right direction or transform. Right. Like I think there's that possibility that I could feel a little bit of irritation or anger and if I chose to take mm-hmm. myself seriously, if I chose to take my intuition seriously, I could take that and give myself the empowerment I'm talking about, like, oh, no, I can, I don't want this dynamic anymore. I really think that's possible, but oftentimes it just takes more for me, mm-hmm. right? Like I have to, the whisper, maybe, but oh, maybe not, maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. It comes a bit louder, maybe, I believe that, but I could be wrong. And then it comes louder and louder. And so it just seems like where I am right now is I have to really hear it before I'm like, okay, I'm going to trust myself and I'm going to yeah, create some boundaries in a container and, 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 and transform. Yeah. Okay. So The okay, so question for you. Tell me about the energe- energy or that energetic signature behind your authentic self. Mm. Oh. Sovereignty mm-hmm. in the the exact opposite of the phrase that my friend said, sometimes we don't feel justified in feeling what we feel. It's the exact opposite of that. It's like knowing I can take myself at face value without having to justify my preferences, like like the deepest honoring of myself without questioning myself. Um, and so like, so the, the type of sovereignty where I exist unto myself alone, almost like um, allowing myself for a moment to only touch my energy and not consider others, like to be in my own bubble, to touch what's present in the the quietest of a whisper without any justification and just honor that. Mm Like the quietest whisper of a preference, the quietest whisper of a desire, 
and without having to prove or search or justify or understand, just like honor mm -hmm. without any reason. Just like as if if I'm the only person in the entire world and no one else is hurt by anything, do I feel? What do I desire? What do I want? And then like that's enough mm -hmm. for me to shape my world around that. As like, of course it's my choice. Of course I get to choose. And I don't have to. Yeah, like with who I let in my life, with how I live my life, with what I do. Mm -hmm. yeah mm. yeah that's how I want to live all the time this is reminding me I remember I can't remember uh which cohort it was but one of our cohorts I remember one of the students going through practitioner training and asking when we were doing this work around really getting to know your authentic self I know what you're gonna say that everyone's yeah she says she said and it was just a great question but she said wouldn't everyone's authentic self be exactly the same like kind uh yeah you know nice loving yeah and I maybe if you were looking at this work from you know maybe from the outset that's what before you actually dug into your true authentic self your true essence is is as unique as a thumbprint it's you mm -hmm. as unique as you yeah and so what i love about what you just described is that's like that is the that is the deepest essence of you yeah and for me it looks different um but what's so beautiful is that when you're describing you your essence i am like in the deepest reverence and respect and mm -hmm. like awe yeah of that yeah and i think that's so beautiful it's part it's one of the things i love most about practitioner training is when we get to see as mentors mm -hmm. and teachers we get to see when people to touch that part of themselves and discover that part of themselves and then express it and we get to witness it yeah oh my gosh yeah. and when they get to name what it is that they really want yeah and sometimes the most incredible discoveries you know, take place in, in what they, how they actually want to live their lives and the way they want to live their lives. And it's like, like mind boggling, like heart opening discoveries, like yeah. life altering, altering discoveries take place just in that, like touching who you are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, one of the, I don't remember which cohort this was, but early on, I remember sitting back in awe when people were reading their authentic self yeah. statements and just um, sharing, like pulling back the layer, sharing like, this is, this is the signature of my authentic self. This mm -hmm. is who I am. And I just, it, it was astounding how person after person mm -hmm. after person after cohort after cohort the theme was, is like when someone truly did that, this is phrase that came to me. I've never seen a woman reveal herself and not seen magnificence underneath. Mm. It doesn't matter what it was. It's like, you can feel it. And it feels like you are magnificent. <laughs> truly magnificent. Truly magnificent. Like sit back in awe and wonder. Yeah marveling like the magnificence and beauty of someone else underneath and it's always different 
but like you can that's like a clue you can feel it. And it's not about personal preferences. It's not about, oh, I like this combination of characteristics or this combination mm -hmm. of characteristics. Nothing to do with that. People could be so wildly different, so different from me. So like even things that I wouldn't have thought I would have liked. But when it's true and it's authentic self, your mm -hmm. cells just like kneel mm -hmm. before them and you're mm -hmm. like, oh, you magnificent creature. I just yeah. you feel that's what yeah. someone's authentic self feels like if you are lucky enough to have the honor of someone revealing that to you. Yeah. Because it is an honor. It is. To have that revealed mm. for their guards to feel safe enough in your presence to drop their armor yeah. and to reveal themselves to you. It's like, you're showing me who you really are. Yeah. And there's, you're not protecting yourself. Yeah. You know, and what's, so powerful and you've said it before is when we are truly embodying that that authentic self there is nothing to protect mm. there's nothing to prove yeah there's nothing to scream or fight for or it's so embodied yeah isn't it yeah it is it's so steady it's yeah. so solid it's so strong yeah yeah you know what the question i have is um <clears throat> so, you know, I, like I said earlier, um, the first time we thought about having a conversation about guards, I was like feeling it too much. I'm like, oh, like, yeah, ugh, I don't know. Um, and, you know, you mentioned, yeah, like, I don't like how it feels to be in this energy. And there's a certain amount of practicality. Like we can't be charged all the time. Of mm -hmm. course, we don't always want to live there. But I actually notice, um, I think it's easier to notice in other people than in ourselves, mm -hmm. but the type of reverence that we just described our authentic selves mm -hmm. with, how do we bring more of that reverence mm -hmm. in the right way to our rebel minds and our guards, right? I love that thought. I love that, that question. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I know we intellectually both believe that no matter where we are in all the pizza, pieces of ourselves, it's all beautiful and it's all perfect. So like, mm -hmm. what? And, you know, I can sit on the outside looking in and be like, oh, you and your, like, this is a wonderful conversation, a wonderful experience. Like, mm -hmm. you getting to touch this is so... Mm -hmm beautiful and a part of the process and like rich to let other people into. So, you know, how do we turn that on ourselves? Yeah. And, you know, see the beauty for ourselves because something else I notice is like, you're able to do that for others, especially when people are in the rebel minds, mm -hmm. like the number of times I've seen someone just like, I just wanted to say distraught, but like it, revealing their shame, mm -hmm. revealing what they think are their ugly pieces and like, the, like love mm -hmm. and like, the, like, like the gentle smile and love that emanates out of you looking at them. I know you see their mm -hmm. rebel minds or like their pieces of whatever as just as beautiful as their authentic selves. Mm -hmm. That's true. Right? Yeah. You know, what's interesting is that I think that's easier I think that is easier to do. 
I'm talking about my my own process, and I think you're revealing. <laughs> we've, we've got a little dog visiting us here. Go lie down. <laughs> Go lie down. Go lie down. Michelle has a very, very good and boundary demand for this dog. Go lie down. Good dog. Um, I think you're right. I think I'm really good at honoring other people's rebel minds. I think because I'm good at honoring my own rebel mind, it's like my rebel mind, the persona is my four-year-old self, right? Yeah. So it's like, I can look at this little version of me and it helps that I have young children too. And I can say, I see you're scared and I can honor that part of me that's so scared, but that moves forward anyway. And yeah. that doesn't let her fear hold her back where fear held me back my entire life. Right. And but doesn't anymore. And I see how strong she's getting and resilient she's getting. And I can honor her because she's only four. <laughs> but when I think about my guard, I don't think I do as good of a job mm. with my guard because I actually think sometimes my guard's energy is less forgivable. I'm air quoting. Yeah. Than my four year old rebel mind's energy. Right. Because my guard is the one that could be jealous or could be spiteful or could be just gossipy or like, and that is such repulsive, <laughs> repulsive energy to me Yeah, to, to the point where I don't like to be around that energy in other people. Right. Right. It, it's it, so if ever I'm like sneaking into that energy, which doesn't happen very often, truthfully. Yeah. But when it does go there, I'm, I'm quite kind of disgusted by mm -hmm. the behavior. Right. And I think I have less tolerance yeah. for that kind of, for that in myself. Um, but what this conversation is helping me to integrate and helping me do is and just sh pointing, a, shining a light on some area for growth for me is I have think I have to flip the script and ask myself, where is my guard? Where is she really? You know how you were talking about your boundaries? Yeah. I don't think I've done that contemplation for myself. Um, I don't think I have the awareness of what she's actually doing for me. <laughs> yeah. Except one thing that does come to mind is she is a very hard worker. Yeah. She's a very, very hard worker. But I don't think I'm... I think I need to reflect on this a little bit more. Mm. I think I need to honor her a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is she, you know, how for me, I was saying it's like this feeling of like anger poking me over and over and over. What feeling is she trying to get your attention with right now? Hmm. Um, Ooh, there's a lot of emotions she's trying to get my attention with right now. So she's, I'm feeling quite calm. This conversation's like really helped to <laughs> calm everything down yeah. inside. But the emotion that's been present over the last couple of days, um, uh, like easily irritated, mm -hmm. so irritated, overwhelmed, mm -hmm. um, so much to do so little time yeah um and that's all coming but that that energy swirl is coming from a place of fear mm -hmm. i know that for sure so she's trying to show me 
So I don't think I've quite, it's almost like she's showing up a little bit closer to my rebel mind right now. Yeah. You know, when you described your wall of fire boundaries, it's almost like she had shifted for you yeah. over to your authentic self. And, and that's where you could figure out what her message was. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've quite, do you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. First, first, the guard picks up the perspectives and like thoughts and fears of the rebel mind, mm -hmm. right? And then like maybe tries to work her way out of the fear and protect mm -hmm. and like, don't worry, I'll save you from the situation you're afraid of, right? Mm -hmm. And then at some point, the guard can glimpse actually mm. i don't need to be afraid of this this is what is possible mm -hmm. okay something's coming okay <laughs> I'm, I'm tying some pieces together here my guard becomes fed up ah and that's how she serves me oh yeah your guard does become fed up she does doesn't she yes seriously fed up. Mm -hmm. I think I have a very high tolerance for what I can, just a high tolerance in general. I what have, you can handle? What, from what I can handle. Yeah. A massive tolerance. Yeah. Um, for workload, for emotional load. Like I have a quite a large tolerance uh, until I don't. <laughs> until my guard has screaming, I'm, I'm fed up. Yeah. And that's when I have massive rearrangements. Yes. And that serve me beautifully. Yes. Right? Oh, yes. Think about every rearrangement we've ever had in the Mind Rebel Academy, right? Of yeah. Like the ways we do things and how we serve. And it's been because of a point where I was like, well, this is too much. Yeah. And then something's got to change and something's got to evolve and grow. And it's almost like unlocking something. Yeah. That's how it serves me. I That's get, how she serves me. I get so excited when I hear fed upness in your voice. So excited. Because there'll be a, a theme we're talking about, yeah. especially within the MRA. Like yeah. there might be like a process or something we're doing or the way we're relating to something or that's something. Yeah. And it's like, mm, it's not yeah. really, oh, it's annoying or like, oh, it's not working or it's tiring or it's, and we have that conversation for a while and a while and a while. And eventually you're like, that's it. I can't take it anymore. And I'm like, yeah. And it's my guard declaring she's fed up. And then things shift. You're like, that's it. Yeah. And they shift like, like boom. And then the, the floodgates open again. Yes. Yeah. Mm. That's how she serves me. Oh yeah. She gets, and, and mostly she gets fed up of my internal dialogue. Like, you know how you were saying you have this, inter yeah. it's mostly my internal should I do it this way? Should we do it that way? Should... It's it, it, oh, but what about this? And oh my god, overthink this and overthink that. And it's like, no, yeah. this is how we're gonna do it. This is how I want to do it. This is how it's gonna it's gonna be. Yeah. Poof. Then the floodgates open. So you know how for me it's like about um not suppressing the anger and like like how... oh, okay yes you, you know it's like. I suppress the anger. So this, this thing goes on forever and I need to, Ooh, like make space for this anger more. And hopefully it'll facilitate my transition from rebel mind to authentic self like, yeah. quicker. Um, 
in terms of this fed upness. I know exactly what it is. <laughs> it's um mm. it's something around overthinking. Yeah. Over the years, I'm getting stronger and stronger and stronger at really identifying my intuition. Mm. And sometimes I'm not ready to fully hear it, fully understand it, fully integrate it. But uh, it's it, when I, when I, the point where I get fed up, I'm like, God, why didn't I just listen to myself earlier? That's, I always have that same thought. Yeah. I would have just saved myself all this trouble. But that little quiet, still very solid, not super excited, not super low voice, because that's how I know my intuition. It's very steady. Yeah. It's very steady. It can be very strong, it can be very light, but it's always very steady. Yeah. Um, and 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 so for me, it's like if I could, but f fear is what gets in my way of truly listening to that fear mm -hmm. of my rebel mind sphere of lack and, you know, fear, just fear of fear of what my intuition is telling me to do. Yeah. To be honest. Mm. And it's, I'm not talking about big things. I'm talking about little <laughs> micro shifts sometimes. Yeah. But, but that, but that tr trusting that, Oh, that's very challenging for my guard to do sometimes because mm. my guard wants all the details. My guard wants to make sure everything is, my guard wants the plan from A to Z. Yeah. Whereas my intuition's like, hmm, something's around the corner for you. Let that be or whatever it might be, you know? Yeah. It's hard to trust that. Um, so I think my, my work is, it continues to be, it's probably been this since day one, but maybe this is my life's, you know, my life's like mission. Sometimes I wonder if I could just trust my intuition from the outset. Mm. Always. Yeah. Like I think I'm really, I'm getting really good at it. Yeah. And I think my life and the unfoldment of my life is actually like a testament to that. But can you imagine if like, I just always trusted it mm. in every moment. Can you imagine if you always trusted it in yeah. every moment without needing to justify it, validate it, protect it, just yeah. trust it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It would be a very powerful existence. Very powerful. Yeah. So what would you say, like, if you now you're sitting back looking at the big picture, mm -hmm. how is, what's the best way for you to give your guard the proper seat at the table? Hmm. I think that, um, you know, one of our uh, alumni, um, she was, she, she, she has these staff meetings, these, these like weekly staff meetings with her guard and her rebel mind and her authentic self. And she checks in like, how is everybody doing? What does everybody need? 
I think I need, I think I need, I think I actually, I spend a lot of time with my rebel mind. Mm. I spend a lot of time with my authentic self. I think I need to spend more time with my guard. Oh yeah. Oh, I like that because that's not really something that occurs to me to do either. Yeah. Hmm. I'm more responsive. I notice once she's shown up loudly. Yeah. Oh, I like that. And ask, like, what do you need to feel safe right now? What do you need to say right now? What, what are you trying to show me right now? What are you trying to signal to me? Yeah. What am I, what am I not seeing here? Or, you know, yeah. Give her the airtime that she's frantically looking for. Right. One of our students, current students said the other day, um, she noticed that her guard has a lot of important information for her that's very like practical Mm -hmm. and she wants to collaborate more Mm -hmm. with her guard and I feel that's exactly what you're I feel like this it's along it's what you're saying um imagine if like um imagine if the energy of the guard was less about um protecting against the fears Mm -hmm. but also less about um fighting for what the authentic self wants because it doesn't quite remember the power of Mm -hmm. the authentic self but was really this like very practical this very practical part of us that like could I don't want to say figure things out because that can be like I can be an over figure outer mm-hmm. but just had like practical information for us was just like seeing things mm, from a from a different lens or angle yeah just like yeah almost like the guard is almost like could be almost like a I don't know I'm seeing them almost as like a brick builder like a bricklayer or like just practical like um Sometimes I feel like my authentic self is in a magical realm, mm-hmm. which is great. Where no time and you energy know? or other people even exist. Yeah, yeah. right. And I, I want to move towards there. And my uh, rebel mind is like very much in a fearful realm that's not real yeah. either. And like, what if the guard could be like this, just this... I don't know, this very, this like almost like an, an information, like a, like a real life, tangible Mm. information connection to what's actually present right now. Mm -hmm. You know, like what's, what, what intuitions am I picking up on here? What little dangers do I see? Not from like a, but just, you know, like a, what's real feeding in the, into the, yeah, I'm seeing the staff meeting. I'm seeing the authentic self at the head of the table, like, you know, or, and yeah, the, the guards bringing forward what she's, her perspectives, maybe yeah. some concerns she might be having. <laughs> concerns, strategies, strategies, just like, but, but, but the authentic self is truly at the helm, like yeah. in charge and perhaps, um, um, tasking, <laughs> Yeah. The guard with some tasks or some I, I like this frame. I, I like I like that where this is going. I, I think what I'm taking away from this conversation is how to 
collaborate more yeah. with my guard? What does that look like? Yeah. And the phrase that you've been carrying with you for a long time now mm -hmm. um, about how to shift your guard that feels relevant here. Mm -hmm. Do you want to share? Yeah. So this phrase that I've been saying is reverence versus protection. So when I'm in my guard, I'm in a protective energy. When my guard is in full integration with my authentic self, my guard is in the deepest of reverence to my authentic self. Like she, she's got no armor on. She's, you know, she's got, she's released her armor, but she is like bowing down mm. to my authentic self in the deepest awe and respect. And it's like, I trust you with everything. You know what's good and true and yeah. right for me. You just tell me where to go and what to do. And, and if you tell me we're safe right now, I will just go take a nap. Yeah. But I trust everything you say. And I'm in the deepest reverence of who you are. And, you know, mm. and of course these are, this is, this is me. It's yeah. all happening inside of me, but yes, it's this energy of protection versus reverence. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think this is a beautiful episode to end season two with. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like the, I think for me too, I think, I think this is true for you, but you can confirm. And I think this is true for me also is that, um, the guard has been the least attended to part of myself, yeah. perhaps yes. the least explored and perhaps like almost like the, the next frontier. Yeah. You know, I think you might be right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, you're right. So like more to come probably. On more to come the on the guard. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Yay. Yay. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. For more information, you can visit our website at www.themindrebel.com or visit us on Instagram or Facebook with the handles at the underscore mind underscore rebel underscore academy. And these links can all be found in the show notes below. If you like this episode, we would be so grateful if you shared it with your fellow bold dreamers. Until next time.